And greetings. Welcome to it. It's Skulls here along with Lior Samfiru, ready to fill your head with knowledge that you can use practically every day. In fact, sometime in your life, you're probably going to need a lot of it. That would be employment laws. Workplace rights is what we focus on and have been for years and years and continue to do so both here on the radio and TV, of course. You can always catch up on everything that uh, Lior is doing with the firm, employmentlawyer.ca. There's a media page there as well. Email simple help at employmentlawyer.ca and the website pocketemploymentlawyer.ca is built for you to educate you and give you free and anonymous access to the severance calculator, which millions of Canadians have uh, put their information into that, and not personal information, but information, and realize, whoa, I'm getting uh, completely ripped off by my now former employer. So feel free to give that a spin at pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. That and our main topic, what you're getting wrong about terminations. It's a healthy list. We'll get to those in just a bit, Lior, but uh, you always kick it off, get warmed up with the case of the day. Pal, what do you got cooking? Hey, Johnny, employment law is what I got cooking. You'd be shocked to hear, of course, uh, (laughs) wanting to advise and inform and educate everyone listening about that very, very important topic, your rights on the job, your rights with your employer, and your rights when it comes to having workplace problems, what to do if those problems arise, how do we resolve them, and what does the law say, whether it's a wrongful dismissal, constructive dismissal, discrimination, harassment, bullying, We talk about these topics and we want to take your questions. If you're dealing with a workplace issue, don't deal with it alone. Let me help you. Let us have that chat. Uh, Today, actually, this morning, I was at the Union uh, Station in Toronto and uh, uh, a gentleman recognized me. He said, oh, you're you're Lior from uh, the Employment Law Show. So it turns out this guy actually had been retired for some five or six years, but he listens to the show all the time and he says, man, I I wish I knew some of those things back when I, I worked. Uh, they would have become in handy. Uh, so, well, you, you have that opportunity right now. If you're working to know your rights, and that's exactly what we're here for. And to start us off, case of the day, let me tell you about a case that I, I spoke to someone about uh, earlier today. And, John, we've talked before on the show the fact that sometimes when people call me with questions, they're actually asking the wrong question. There may be a bigger issue at play that they may not even realize. Well, this particular lady that uh, contacted me, she, her question was this. She said, listen, I, I, I'm getting a severance package for 12 months, but my benefits are only being continued for six months. Should they not be continued for the full 12 months? Mm-hmm. And the, the, the answer is easy. The answer is, yeah, absolutely. Your benefits have to be continued for the full duration of the severance. If you're owed 12 months, then it's for 12 months. If you're owed uh, 18 months, then it's for 18 months, not for less than that. But then I started asking her some questions, and she had been with this employment employer for 21 years. And I said, well, wait a second, 12 months, you're not owed 12 months, you're owed 18 months, in fact. So the issue really was not even the benefits. The issue was the fact that she is owed a heck of a lot more severance, 50% more severance than what she was actually offered. And she didn't realize that. She assumed that the 52 weeks they're going to pay her is fine. She just was concerned about those benefits. And, and I get questions like that all the time. I get people calling me but they're, because they're upset about the record of employment or they're upset that the employer didn't calculate their vacation pay properly, all of which are legitimate. But there's often a bigger issue looming there. And for her, that means another six months pay. Uh, And I'm going to speak to her. I'm going to help her. I'm going to get her that six months pay. But the lesson here is very simple. Don't assume anything when it comes to your workplace rights. Certainly not when it comes to your severance. Assume that 
it's not right, in fact. Assume that you need to do further investigating, that you need to ask the right questions. If you lose your job, no matter what you think about that severance package, you got to call me. Take a call before we get into a, a small break. David, thanks for taking the time tonight, pal. How are you? I'm excellent. How are you? Beautiful. I love, uh, love the fact that you took the time to call in. What's, uh, what's your question? So I am a salaried employee, and I'm a supervisor. Um, I work a continental shift, and I get paid every week. One week, I work 37 hours, 37.5 hours, and then the next week, I work 50 hours. So when you add those together, it's over the 44 hours per week uh, when it adds up. And I'm just wondering, in my position, am I entitled to overtime pay? So, David, because you're a supervisor, in other words, you're a manager, you have managerial responsibilities, you're actually exempt from overtime. So because of that role, the employer does not have to pay you overtime. Uh, If you weren't a manager, if you were just a, a regular worker without managerial responsibilities, yeah, absolutely. Anytime you work over 44 hours a week, you'd have to get paid time and a half. But as a supervisor, unfortunately, you don't get that. Okay, and then I have a a second question. So um, when we go in to work above and beyond that, like say to cover an extra shift, that still does not qualify for overtime in any way, shape or form? So if if you get a a fixed salary, that that salary is, is for the work that you do. As long as they don't make you work, you know, illegal hours, a certain maximum hours in a week that you can't be made to work beyond. But if you if you're on a fixed salary, then no, unfortunately, uh, you're 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 getting paid for for the time that you're there, and there be nothing that they're required legally to pay you above and beyond that. Okay, um, so can I refuse to go above and beyond my normal uh, work schedule? Um, in order to do overtime if I'm not getting compensated for then in my role? You can, uh, keeping in mind, of course, that uh, there's nothing wrong with you doing that from a legal standpoint. They're allowed to let you go if you do that because an employer can let you go pretty much for any reason. They would have to pay you severance, but they can say, well, if you're not doing that, we're letting you go with severance. So that is something that could happen. Uh, but yeah, legally, certainly you don't have to, to work beyond your regular hours. Dave, appreciate the call, pal. Got to let you go. Got to move on to Tom, and that'll be after this short break, which we got to slide in right now. Lots more of the Employment Law Show. Stand by. And we are back. Thanks for sticking around with us. Lots of time. Ask Lior your questions. That's what he's here for every week. And beyond that, by the way, one 821 5900 and help at employmentlawyer.ca on the outside to ask your questions and have that conversation of a lengthier, more private nature. But here and now is uh, is where we're going to go. Back to the phones. Tom, you've uh, you've hung in through the break. Thanks, pal. What's up with you? Hey, no problem. Um, just a quick question. Uh, I'm currently on long-term, and my question is, should your long-term earnings um, be comparable to your previous year's earnings. So my earnings in the previous couple of years were more than my base salary, and I'm being paid long-term disability benefits. The amount is based on my base salary. Um, should it be based on my earnings or some kind of average of an earnings or in previous years? So the, the answer to to, to that, the answer to that question is in the disability insurance policy. Usually the policy will say that it's calculated as two-thirds of your, your base earning, your base salary. But th- there are policies that, that calculate it differently, and, and it's based on what the policy says. 
uh, if the policy allows for some sort of an of an averaging, then you could do that. But the answer is in the policy. So without actually reading and seeing the policy, there's nothing that I can say. But what you can do is ask either your employer or your uh, insurer for the policy. They'll have no problem providing that to you, and you can take a look at that. And if it does say base salary, then you know the answer. If it allows for anything different than that, then yes, there may be opportunities to get uh, more payment. Okay, great. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Thank you, Tom. Appreciate the uh, the phone call. In the meantime, Lior, we'll move on to the uh, topic at hand. That is what you're getting wrong about terminations. This is a lengthy list, and it's uh, you know everybody's innocent in that regard because that's why we do the show to inform people about all these things. But we get this one all the time. Says Lior, no, I didn't do anything wrong, and I didn't get any warning. So that must mean that my employer can't terminate my employment. I didn't get a heads up. We're talking about assumptions here, things that you assume to be correct or maybe things that you read somewhere online or your uncle Steve told you uh, may be the case, but they're in fact not correct. And this is a big one. And, And I get multiple times a day, multiple times a day, people calling and emailing with this idea that, well, I was wrongfully dismissed because didn't have a reason, they didn't give me any warning and they let me go. Well, no, not necessarily. That's actually not a wrongful dismissal necessarily. And the reason for that is an employer does not, unfortunately, have to have a good reason or or any reason to let an employee go. An employer is also not required to provide warnings in order to let an employee go. What an employer is required to do is to pay severance. So as long as the employer pays proper severance, they're allowed to let you go even if there's not a good reason even if it's a complete shock to you. Now, they certainly cannot let you go for discriminatory reasons. They can't let you go because of your age or your your sexual orientation. Absolutely not. But they can let you go otherwise, even if there's no reason. Where it becomes a wrongful dismissal is if your employer does not pay you your proper severance. And guess what? That happens in over 90% of cases. So even though the company's reasons may be illegal, they're not doing anything wrong by sheer fact that they're letting you go. When it becomes illegal, is not severance is not paid properly. So yes, 90% of people, when they're let go, even if they have an employer that's, that's, that's using the right reason, in fact, those 90% have been wrongfully dismissed. You're getting this wrong as well, or you could be about terminations. I've been terminated for just cause, therefore I'm not on 80 severance or EI Lior. I get this again all the time. Well, I was let go for cause. I guess that means no severance for me. I'm not even going to get EI. Well, no, 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 not at all. The fact that the company says they're letting you go for cause does not mean that legally it's just cause. To be let go for cause and to be deprived of severance and to be deprived of EI, in order for that to happen, you would have had to do something very bad. And I'm not talking about the fact that, yes, I messed up on a project or I was late uh, yesterday. Those may not be good things, but that is not, that's not going to be enough to be let go for cause, to be deprived of severance, to be deprived of EI. Now, if you hit somebody, if you committed fraud, yeah, that may be it. Or if you've been given many warnings and you still didn't do what you're supposed to, maybe, maybe, then you could be terminated for cause. But in the vast majority of cases, even though the company says or thinks that they're properly terminating for cause, it's in fact not cause. That employee's owed severance and must qualify for EI. So what does that mean? That means that if your employer lets you go for cause, they're going to give you an improperly filled record of employment, they're not going to pay you severance, you better get on the phone and call me because that severance could be two years pay. That EI can be one year's pay. So it's a lot of uh, things that we need to consider in that situation. 
It's not about what the employer says or believes. It's what the law says. What you're probably getting wrong about terminations, and this one's uh, right out there as well, pal. Uh, I could just go to the Ministry of Labor to get my severance package. They are, after all, Lior, the Ministry of Labor. Man, oh man, too bad we only have about you know ten or so minutes left on the show because <laughs> I, I I could talk about this for a full hour. Uh, but but let's let's be very clear on this. And this is something that people get wrong, and they don't even know they get this wrong. When it comes to getting your severance, when it comes to getting your full termination entitlements, you cannot go to the Ministry of Labor. Uh, labor. The government cannot help you. The government cannot enforce. Or, or order your employer to pay you your full severance entitlements. Not possible, okay? The government can enforce a small fraction of your entitlements, your minimum entitlements. But that's only a small percentage of what you're actually owed. The example may be, just one example. Let's say you've worked for a company for, I don't know, 15 years. Uh, you're let go. The Ministry of Labor can help you get your minimum entitlements, which would be eight weeks. But you could be owed 18 months of severance, 18 months. So if you go to the Ministry of Labor, you're stuck with that eight eight weeks. And once you file that complaint, you can't withdraw it. You can't say, oh, okay, I realize I made a mistake. You can't help me, Ministry of Labor, so I'm just going to forget about you and I'm going to go speak with Lior. You're too late at that point. You can't actually withdraw it unless you do it very, very quickly. So when it comes to losing your job, always and forever, you cannot go to the Ministry of Labor. The government cannot help you, and it's worse than that. By asking the government for help, you're then going to be unable to get your full entitlements. Never go to the Ministry of Labor. If you don't like me, then you speak to another employment lawyer. Otherwise, you speak to me. We get your full entitlements. Go to the Ministry of Labor if you have an overtime issue, for sure. If your vacation pay is not calculated properly, yes. Statutory holiday pay, you got it. But not if you lose your job. Never. Want to grab a uh, call in here in between, Jason? Thanks for hanging on, pal. How are you? Good. How are you? Thanks for being good, back. sir. What's your question? Uh, my question is: is I, I worked for a company for like say ten years, and then I was for fifteen. Um, so, if you're poached from a company, are you entitled to the severance going back to the previous business? Great question. Or as a manager? So you've been with the 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 second company for fifteen years now. Yeah. So. Because you've been there for so long, no, the, the, that previous service is not going to count. Where the previous okay. service counts is if you're poached and you're let go in the first couple of years. Uh, ah, then, okay. yes, in that situation, the company would have to pay severance that accounts with the previous service. But if you've already been there for 15 years, then no. If they let you go, they'll have to pay you severance as a 15-year employee, not accounting for the, the 10 years of the previous company. But keep in mind, even as a 15-year employee, you're going to have substantial entitlements. I mean, depending on your job and your age, you could easily be owed 18, even to four months of severance. So those are still substantial entitlements you would have. Perfect. No, you answered my question, uh, like because uh, that's always been in the back of my mind, right? Because it's in the same industry, right? So it's kind of like you, you start thinking about it and uh, yeah. you know, what happens if something happens right now? Like, am I entitled... Uh, you know, going back, uh, say, 25 years, right, of service. So, no, thank no. you. Thanks for answering my question. Appreciate it. 
Thanks, Chase. Appreciate it. Wouldn't that be nice? 25 years? No, it doesn't work that way. But, uh, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a good question. A lot of people, you know, heard us talk about previous service and that being included, like you said, Lior, in the first couple of years of being with the uh, the new gig. But uh, but there you go. Again, a lot of these questions can be answered, by the way, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. And we're talking about terminations, what you're probably getting wrong. This one we hear all the time, too. Say, you know, Lior, I, I get what you're saying about severance being off. But, you know, my employer's huge, you know, multinational, sophisticated company. Surely they've offered me the correct amount. They should, they should be reasonable, yeah? Uh, please don't call me Shirley, but yes, I, I agree with you completely. I hear this all the time with, uh, with with companies. I hear this all the time with individuals. Where, well, I work for this big company. They're sophisticated. They have an entire HR department. If they tell me I'm only owed six months severance, well, they must know. You know, it's it's not like they're gonna get it wrong. Well, guess what? They do get it wrong. Either they get it wrong or they don't get it wrong. But they hope that you don't know any better. I can tell you that the likelihood of getting improper severance from a big company is exactly the same as it is from a small company. You're not less likely. So your job to make sure you get proper severance, it's your job to make sure that uh, the company is not trying to get away with something you shouldn't be getting away with. And the fact that you're working for a big company in itself doesn't mean anything. Go to uh, the severance calculator. You can find out at pocketemploymentlawyer.ca or call me to find out what you're owed. Don't take the company's word for it ever. Mark, thanks for calling in. Good evening. How are you? I'm doing all right. How about you guys? Good, man. What's uh, what's your question tonight? So I think I have a fairly easy case, but I want some clarity on it. Um, I am 56 years old. I've worked for – I recently moved out of Toronto to Collingwood and uh, took uh, a job with a small company – uh, in sales, and my base salary was fifty-five thousand plus commission paid on projects or jobs. And uh, what did I say? I'm fifty-six, and they severed me because business is slow, and they've offered me two weeks. So, uh, you, if you're a regular listener to the show, you should hopefully know that just because you work for short service only a few months does not mean you get minimal severance. So in a sales role after four months of employment at the age of 56, you're probably looking at three to four months of severance. Uh, so again, even though you work for four months, you could easily be owed four months of severance. So no, two weeks is not close. Uh, yeah. Four months, you know, and three would be very conservative. Four is kind of what I think the right number would be here. Uh, so what you need to do now, Mark, is connect with me off air. It's not going to be difficult to get you your proper severance. So why don't we connect and then we'll make it happen. Okay. Uh, that sounds okay. <laughs> I will give you the uh, the number and the details, Mark, again, before the end of the show. It's one uh, 821 5900 And email Lior, get a hold of him, have that chat, help at employmentlawyer.ca. I think we got time for Steve in here. Hi, Steve. Go ahead. What's your question? Hi, my brother uh, worked for a company for 26 years, and um, he, um, his wife had passed away. Um, the company changed hands uh, probably in his 24th year, maybe 25, yeah, maybe 24 and a half years. And so his wife had passed away, and uh, he um, took a leave of absence for a month got a doctor's note, then it was two months, and then three months, and kept getting the doctor's notes. Finally, after three months, they uh, they said he abandoned his job, and he's kind of walked away from it. And I keep on trying to push him, saying, hey, you get, they owe you some money here. 
something went wrong here. And he's like, I don't want to deal with the problem. So I just wanted some clarification on that. I'm glad you uh, called the show because obviously this is completely wrong and illegal what's happened here. As long as he provided them with a doctor's note saying that he cannot work, then he's not abandoned his job, whether it's a month or two or three or, or frankly, two years. He can yep. be off as long as he needs to, as long as he has that doctor's note. There's no time limit. And by, by saying that he's abandoned his job, essentially terminating his employment, not only is he owed severance, which for him after all these years could easily be two years pay, 24 months, we have potentially a human rights violation here as well, which can yeah. entitle him to additional damages. So the best thing I'm, I hope you're going to tell me is that this happened less than two years ago. If it did, he needs to call me right away, Steve, uh, yeah. without delay. So, so the anniversary for his wife's uh, passing is uh, the middle of the, uh, November, but um, I think it was about three months after that. So I think it would be around January of 24 would be the two years. Well, we're still have time, so he's got to give me a call, yeah. Steve, as soon as possible. Yeah. I, I know maybe easier not to deal with this, but he has significant entitlements. It's wrong, it's illegal, and frankly, it shouldn't be difficult to resolve. So there's no reason for him to to avoid this. Uh, he should call me as soon as possible this week. Steve, appreciate that. It's a good way to wrap up the show as well for tonight. You can continue to reach out to Lior and his team. Please do. Always encourage to do so before you make any step on your own. Get some clarific- uh, clarification. Get some knowledge. That's 1-855-821-5900. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. And that website, one more time, use it. It's free. It's anonymous. Built to make you smarter. Called pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. We'll catch you tomorrow again, 630, right here on the Employment Law Show.